Well, good evening, dear listeners, and welcome along to Drive Time Big Q&A here on Faith FM as we explore the big questions, those questions related to God, faith, religion, science, and the big questions in life. Uh, joining me today, we have uh, my favorite, well, I shouldn't probably say my favorite co-host because uh, sometimes I do have other co-hosts with me, but uh, uh, my, my regular co-host, uh, of course, Fabiano Nianhuru. Uh, now, tonight, uh, or this evening, well, we're going to be sharing upon some of the... Uh, well, I guess you'd say the Bible in the real world, a Christianity that is lived out in the gritty realities of everyday life. And uh, uh, this uh, this program is, in fact, focused, in fact, all this week, we're focusing upon the really important question of, well, the hip pocket. And, of course, a lot of us are experiencing a, a great deal of pressure and stress when it comes to uh, the inflationary pressures that are within the economy at the moment. Uh, we're seeing a lot of people, in fact, coming along to our uh, food pantries or community pantries that we run uh, at two different locations, in, in my case and in Fabiano's and others, uh, other ministers, uh, certainly uh, in their case as well. And uh, it's true to say that many people are feeling the pinch. And if we want to know how people really think what their deepest, innermost beliefs and preferences and interests happen to be, as the old saying goes, follow the money trail. Well, today we're going to look at, well, what does the Bible have to say with regards to money? And uh, some people say, well, you know, when it comes to religion and when it comes to money, well, it just seems that uh, the church is always just after your money. I often hear that phrase, and it's a very sad thing to hear because, of course, true Christianity uh, isn't so much interested in the res- the physical or the material resources of a person, but so much as in their uh, well-being and their personal spiritual health. And uh, And so because that's true, it's very important that we look at this topic of a Christian and money, or in fact anyone and money. And today uh, Fabiano is going to be taking us through this very topic uh, with a certain twist, looking at some of the, uh, I guess you'd say, uh, good uses and abuses uh, that sometimes the church has been involved in when it comes to money. And what actually does Jesus have to say about these matters? Because ultimately, uh, at the end of the day, it is about uh uh, about the fact that God has what's in mind best for us. Well, tonight, before we dive into this topic any further and we look into the, the interests or matters of money, uh, I'd like to uh, uh, play for us a, a song which is a called Tribute to Godly Teachers. There's a lot of teachers, spiritual teachers out there who emphasize material wealth over a person's holistic and spiritual well-being. And so this is a tribute to godly teachers. It's sung by Sarah uh, Draguet. And uh, she's going to sing us this beautiful song. Jesus has never been 
me to the water to be baptized. Bury me with Jesus, the crucified. Plunge me in the fountain and may I Dear listener, to uh, Drive Time Big Q&A here on Faith FM, your favorite faith-based station uh, here in Australia. And, of course, uh, broadcasting today from the beautiful city of Adelaide Nationwide on, again, Drive Time Big Q&A, where we look at and we in- uncover and investigate, really, I guess, the uh, the big questions in life uh, from a biblical perspective. And uh, this week so far, as I've mentioned before, before we were listening just now to Nathan Young, Take Me to the Water, yes, Take Me to the Water indeed, and uh, Sarah Droguet, who who sang an ode or a tribute to godly teachers. We talked about the fact that uh, in today's world, sad to say, that uh, not every spiritual teacher is a godly teacher. And this is uh, sad to say true, particularly in the whole area of health and wealth and prosperity. 
Uh, this week's topic is the church in a very human world. Uh, and we're focusing in for this particular week on the topic, I guess you'd say the hot topic or hot potato of money. Uh, now, so far this week on Monday, we looked at uh, what does the Bible teach about money? Uh, and then uh, from there on Tuesday, we went a little deeper and we talked about, well, could ancient financial principles actually help us today when it comes to our finances and all-round good uh, ethical living? Uh, and then yesterday, we looked at the question, does the Bible have anything to say about the wealth of churches, and I guess that's where, in today's world, uh, with a somewhat new brand of Christianity in some quarters, uh, the question has been raised as to whether sometimes churches use uh, well or misuse and even abuse uh, finances uh, in pursuit of their various different uh, missions. Uh, but of course, uh, when it comes to uh, to operating. Uh, in a very human world, money is actually very important to any uh, endeavor, and uh, and it comes down to how we might use it. Uh, so the question is then asked today, doesn't Christianity promise prosperity? And that's the question we're going to seek to uncover today uh, in our uh, time together with myself, uh, Hugh Heenan, and with my wonderful co-host here, Fabiano Nianhuru. Uh, it's wonderful to have you with us, Fabiano. We're really looking forward to hearing what you have to share uh, in a few moments' time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, mm. before we jump into uh-huh. uh, our time of uh, looking at this question, uh, doesn't Christianity actually promise prosperity? Shouldn't we expect to be financially wealthy and, in fact, uh, uh, exceedingly so uh, and, and live that abundant life that, that God co- talks about? Uh, let's take a look at uh, an interesting question uh-huh. uh, that's been raised within the news media uh, very recently, yeah. and, uh, and that's the, the question of uh, health. Right. Now, when it comes to wealth, yeah. for some reason it's really interesting that health and wealth have been tied together That's quite correct. often mm. uh, within uh, the, the message of prosperity or the prosperity gospel yeah. uh, in, uh, in very modern and contemporary times. There's an interesting article which was raised in USA Today just this month. Okay. Uh, and uh, it's an article that uh, was written by uh, Dr. John White, who's actually the, the editor of MD or Online MD, one, of the, right. one of the biggest uh, medical websites in the world, yeah. uh, as well as Dr. Phil McGraw, who is none other than, of course, probably the most famous face when it comes to pop psychology at the very least uh-huh. uh, with uh, Dr. Phil. Right. Uh, you know, my, my grandmother, if she was still with us, she, she used to say, well, God says, or the Bible says quite often towards her later years, sometimes she'd say, well, Dr. Phil says. Uh, so uh, maybe he's, he's uh, one of those next best authorities, according to Grandma anyway. But, uh, but be that as it may, mm. uh, and in all seriousness, uh, the question is raised in this article. It's called Living on a Prayer, How Attending Worship Can Actually Improve Your Physical and Mental Health. Mm. Uh, and so in some regards, maybe there is something to the whole idea of God prospering us mm. and, and, and assisting us and blessing us yes. uh, in our lives. And uh, let me just share with you, Fabiano, uh, and get your thoughts on this, but uh-huh. I'll just share with you some thoughts with regards to uh, some, some pointers here from this article. This article points out that... Uh, <clears throat> That most healthcare professionals really can't assess their patients' health without looking at social determinants, uh, non-medical factors that influence health, such as income or housing or quality of schools or access to fresh produce, and and you know other factors that play an important part or role right. in wellness. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's one that isn't always fully acknowledged, and that's the role of faith. Mm. Uh, and uh, 
Fabiano, I wonder um, when it comes to this question of faith and and health, uh, is there a is there a connection? Do you think? Well, that's a very good question. And uh, speaking about uh, uh, authorities, uh, people whom we uh, quote and um, you know use as uh, as our sources. I, I do have to admit that, um, yes, uh, you know, the people whom we listen to the most are the ones who will have a big influence on us. Mm. And sometimes, uh, we will find ourselves, uh, quoting and, uh, or if we do not quote them word for word, uh, we may just, um, uh, reason and say things that are pretty much influenced by what they think. Uh, and so I believe it is very important that we, uh, think carefully about, about our sources. And obviously today's mm. topic as well will, uh, uh, force us, uh, to actually look at what scripture has to say. Now, coming back to the question, uh, that, uh, you have just raised there, uh, if my memory serves me correct, I think you were asking, you know, uh, isn't there a connection between between health and wealth, uh, is is that right? Uh, or the very least, between health uh-huh. and uh, oh, the links and, uh, yeah, between health and spirituality. Yes, yeah, yes, and one's spiritual life. Yes, and well, scripture does say that. Um, uh, in fact, the verse that I'm thinking of here says, I'm paraphrasing simply because I cannot, uh, I remember the exact reference, but it does says, be ye in health and prosper. Uh, scripture does want us to be in health and to prosper. And I believe that, um, the, sp- the prospering that is mentioned there is an, in- an all encompassing, uh, 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 prosperous life. And that includes our spirituality as well. Uh, you see, I do believe that there is a link between our spirituality and our health. Uh, here's a simple one. Uh, uh, well, if you are not uh, well in your mind, how can you praise God? Uh, and so if uh, uh, you are not taking good care of yourself, in fact, uh, Scripture does say that our bodies are the temples of God. They belong mm. to God. Mm. Uh, if you're not taking good care of yourself, of your body, well, you will struggle to be um, to be able to serve God to, uh, to the best of your ability, mm. uh, and uh, you will not be able to appreciate as much the blessings that God uh, brings uh, to you because you'll be sickly and uh, weak and you, you you find yourself in situations whereby you are not able to enjoy all those blessings. So I do believe that there is a link between mm. your health and mm. uh, your spirituality uh, for that matter. <laughs> yeah. Yes, well, that's uh, it's very interesting you should say that because uh, certainly that uh, corresponds or, or dovetails neatly with what's uh, shared here in the USA today. Uh-huh. Uh, where the good doctors have suggested that spiritual practices such as prayer can reduce stress, they can reduce anxiety. Uh, mm. In fact, uh, this has been shown across an analysis of more than 40 different studies now right. uh, in the medical field. Yes. Uh, and uh, the latest one on, in this regard is from the Journal of Health Psychology, another one just recently from Duke University, wow. uh, all suggesting that uh, uh, one's faith, one's uh, belief in a divine plan can really foster optimism, can bring about hope mm. and uh, attitudes that really boost 
mental and physical health uh, overall. Wonderful. Uh, and in fact, also reducing stress. Ah, there you uh, go. Yeah. So there's, there's all sorts of different ways, in fact, and this article goes a great length. Uh, maybe the, the listener might like to check it out for themselves. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that was from USA Today. Uh, and uh, on July the 6th, so just this last month. That's right. And uh, 2023. So, uh, yeah, some really yeah. interesting data that has come through there. Mm. Uh, now, I guess that raises an interesting question, maybe yes. more of a vexed question. Uh-huh. And that is that, hey, look, it's kind of easier yes. to show a direct connection yes. uh, between one's uh, overall health uh-huh. and well-being when it comes to physical health, uh-huh. uh, when it comes to mental and emotional well-being, yes. uh, alongside of one's spiritual well-being as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, those things do seem to tie together, and, and, oh, yes. and scientific studies objectively are now showing this. Yes. But perhaps the the more uh, dicey question, if you will, the the one that causes people uh, you know, some some uh, some kind of uh, palpitations or right. irritation yes. is the question of well, is there a connection uh, between one's financial wealth right and one's spirituality? And hmm. if so, yes. what kind of connection is there? Yeah. Uh, and so that's something, of course, you and I will explore oh, yeah, uh, together yeah, today uh, sure. on this very program. So, uh, so listeners, if you are interested in this topic, we really encourage you to, uh, uh, to continue to listen in as we, as we share some further. I kind of do believe that um, almost anything is linked with another thing. We just have to look at it and, <laughs> yes. and, and, and peel the layers and, and, mm. and, and you will realize that we live in a, in a world that, um, is intricately connected and uh, the things we do, the things we believe, all of that are intri- in, intricately, intri- that word, yes, you know what I mean, <laughs> connected. And yeah. it's, but I'm so thankful and grateful that these um, professionals uh, could actually see that there is a need for mm. prayer, mm. Uh, a need for want to connect with God. Yes, some may connect with other spirits. Uh, uh, Spiritual deities are all, uh, seek to connect with, uh, other, um, things. However, my recommendation is, and my, uh, suggestion is to actually seek to connect with the one true God. Uh, if you haven't mm. tried it, try him. Uh, you will find him to be, uh, uh, good and wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord for that. That's very true. I'm sure that our listeners will be greatly benefited by doing just that. Mm. Uh, and of course, we're going to look at this uh, this question a little bit further in just a few moments. But before yes. we do, let's uh, hear from a, uh, another great artist here. From in fact, this case, a whole family of artists, because this is the Forbes family, Wonderful. as they sing "Pass Me Not." Mm.
Well, welcome back, dear listener. Do not pass me by. While on others you are calling, dear Saviour, don't pass me by. And of course, he never will. Anytime that we call out to him, even if we just but whisper his name, he comes running uh, with great, uh, with his arms open wide in love and uh, concern for our welfare. And of course, today we're talking about one other aspect of God's concern and God's uh, uh, God's uh, loving uh, kindness towards us, and that's the whole area of His uh, uh, His supply and how He provisions uh, for each one of us. And uh, of course, at the moment in our economy and within our nation, there are many people uh, who are kind of wondering, "Well, where's the next meal coming from?" I know that uh, uh, Fabiano, in what I'm doing, uh, uh, and even just today, in fact, spent most of the day mm. uh, at our uh, Adria Community Pantry, and uh, in the process of that, uh, coming across. Yet more new faces. We've doubled the number of people that are coming to uh, use these services in in just the last eight months alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's people out there who are doing it tough. And so it's wonderful to think that the church can be a place where people can come and uh, freely receive uh, of, of what God has freely given uh, to his people and then is passed on to others for their blessing as well yeah. in their time of need. Uh, now, of course, that's one way that uh, that the church is very much involved yes. uh, in blessing people's lives. That's right. Um, now, there's another form of Christianity that's really arisen within the last uh, few decades, especially, yes. uh, that uh, many have termed prosperity gospel. It goes back, in fact, its roots seem to be in just the post-World War II period. Uh, but it's a, it's a form of the gospel yes. uh, that some people suggest is at the heart of it. Other people suggest... Mm. Uh, in actual fact that it is a, a mimicry, but it is one that is uh, also a heresy. So, so yes. where, where does, uh, I guess the question then becomes, yes. uh, what are we to make of the prosperity gospel? But in the bigger picture, bigger scheme of things, what are we to make of uh, the whole question of is God interested in my welfare uh, financially as well as in every other part of my life? Uh, yeah. Some thoughts on that, uh, Fabiano. Yes, well, a popular television preacher has a simple message. Uh, God wants to bless you, and the proof of his blessing is the abundance of material possessions that you own. In other words, if you are faithful, God will make you wealthy. Uh, We've all heard that before, um, and you know that uh, we to worship or should be worshiping the almighty because he will then pour out you know his blessings and they will come in their abundance um this is in my understanding a distortion of the truth now let's start with this uh, very same point of um uh, prospering. The verse that I was referring to earlier, the one that I couldn't quite remember the reference for, is actually found in Third John, uh, chapter two, and uh, in verse uh, two. Uh, first, Third John, chapter one, verse two. Third John, chapter one, verse two. All right. Uh, I, I I do believe that Paul has written. Something similar somewhere, but um, uh, here in Third John chapter one verse two, the Bible says, "Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things, and be in health, just as your soul prospers." Obviously, one uh, reading that will say, "Well, there it is. <laughs> the Bible does say that we ought to prosper in all things, and obviously, just like anything, we can take uh, things slightly out of context and make uh, or produce or 
um, ha, you know, yeah, come to different meanings just from taking a single line of a text and just uh, ignoring pretty much uh, the context thereof. So I do believe that scripture does say and teach that um, we need that, that we that God wants to bless us and that he wants to have uh, each one of us um uh, receive blessings but the question is that does these blessings uh yeah does this blessing or blessings uh come in form of a luxury car or a palace or a private jet you know does this mean you will not get sick anymore uh, is that what uh, scripture uh, promises and teaches? Really, that is the heart of the question. Because whichever way we look at it, there are those who are motivated with passages like these. And um, and so I have a friend of mine who likes to say to me, Ah, oh, man of God, man of God. God will bless you. God will do this. And I know what he means. He, uh, he's a good friend of mine. Um, in his understanding, God will not suffer you to be sick. God will not suffer you to go, uh, uh, without food. God will not suffer you to go without, you know, having, uh, you know, a, a, an abundant, uh, uh, an abundance of wealth and other things because God will provide. And that is his understanding of, uh, of, uh, a text such as this. But if we look at the context of, uh, these verses, we will, you know, realize that, uh, actually, uh, what God has in mind is not material wealth. He may, if he, if it is his will, grant you material wealth, but that is not uh, his primary focus. Uh, in fact, we can look at the Bible from Genesis to Revelation and we'll find that faithful men and women of God um, had different uh, experiences in life and some lived difficult lives, even though they were the mouthpiece of God, the prophets of God, the prophetess of God, they actually lived challenging lives. We will come to that shortly, but that is the reality of which we have to wrestle with. The context of what we are reading and the greater context, which is the whole Bible. So we need to therefore, uh, uh, understand that. So yes, um, scripture does say that, uh, Christ did say that uh, he did not uh, um, bring uh, the peace that the world promises, but rather that he brought a different kind of peace, the peace of the heart. Mm. Uh, and uh, obviously for one who believes in... Um, and God just smoothing the way and just, you know, paving the path for you. And obviously you want, he won't suffer you to, uh, you know, to, to, to encounter any difficulties. We'll find such texts are uh, very difficult uh, to explain. And so we need to look at scripture and, uh, share the true gospel as it is in scripture and present everything that scripture has to teach. And then we'll truly understand, uh, what, uh, uh, scripture has to say on this, uh, very important, uh, subject. Uh, in fact, one of the things that I would like to look at for example, uh, is the text that is found in Matthew chapter 19, verse 24, where Jesus himself said, uh, in a, um, uh, let me read the text first. He says, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. 
what was he su- what was he referring to here and uh, was he suggesting that a rich person cannot be saved definitely not but he was saying that it, it is difficult when you have a lot of things that um, uh, when you have accumulated a lot of wealth and a lot of things it becomes difficult because your heart tends to gravitate towards those things and uh, at times you even forget that he that God is the uh, provider and you start finding your own security means and ways to uh, protect those things and many a times you find that you don't even have time for God because you're so busy trying to protect and maybe it's trying to increase or, you know and, and Jesus says it is difficult it is difficult, not impossible. So there is good news for those who are listening, whom God maybe has blessed in many ways. Um, uh, definitely it is possible so long as we, um, trust and, um, uh, believe in, uh, in God and, and, uh, uh pull, uh, put our full confidence in God. It is possible, but mm. nevertheless, it is hard uh, when um, when we have an abundance of things, and I don't know about you, Pastor Hugh, but I I, I can testify in my own heart that uh, truly um, the more things I get, the uh, more selfish I become, if I can be that uh, 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 um, uh, transparent. And the more I want to protect, and you know, the more I want to do those kinds of things. I don't know if uh, if you, my friend, who's listening, whether you can uh, sim- uh, not sympathize, uh, if you can uh, uh, understand where you know what I'm saying and where I'm heading with this. Uh, you know, do you agree? Do you do you also uh, uh, have you also been in that uh, uh, experience or that moment where you find yourself trying? to protect trying to do this and you forget that you know god the provider is able to protect Mm. and to provide even more and you know even if you lost this today he can provide more tomorrow you know and yeah so that is the reality of things and i do believe that this is what jesus was referring to here where is your focus is your focus on the material things or is your focus on god and if we are not careful sometimes we can make a god out of the things and forget the god the giver, the provider, the sustainer, the one who has, uh, who is the beginning of everything. And so I do believe that therefore, um, yeah, when we talk about God, um, being the provider, yes, we need to, you know, look at what the whole scripture has to say. And, um, I know that, uh, those who are inclined to, um, emphasize such uh, verses such as uh, John chapter two, uh, chapter one verse two, uh, and, but obviously we have already uh, uh, highlighted this, that, that these texts are taken out of their context and the greater context. But those who want to lean on the side of the uh, uh, of the prosperity side of things, they forget that uh, Scripture actually does say uh, that uh, uh, that money. The love of money, I need to quote that correctly. The love of money, that's where the issue is. The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. So, in fact, scripture goes on to say, this is Timothy, um, uh, Timothy chapter 6 verse 10. A scripture that goes on to say that uh, some people eager for money uh, have won- uh, wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Uh, the love of money. There's nothing evil about the, the coin itself or the piece no. of paper itself. 
it is the love of money. And what kind of love? It is when you are willing to uh, sacrifice everything and anything just so you can get the next dollar. Uh, and uh, and um, in that is where I believe uh, there's an issue. Uh, and so we need to truly uh, study this whole subject and look at what the Bible has to say uh, in its uh, in entirety because truly, as one Anglican minister has said, uh, you know, you hear an attractive message about the God of the universe committed to you, promising you many good things uh, you can uh, uh, receive if you honestly believe in them. You will hear about the blessing God has planned for you, the better job or bigger house or healthier future in store, uh, in store. But you are unlikely to hear much biblical orthodox Christianity. And that uh, which he was referring to, uh, this uh, gentleman, Sam Frenny, uh, this what he's referring to that you are unlikely to hear from those who tend to lean on the prosperity side of things is the pure gospel. The gospel as it is found in uh, scripture. And that is that uh, truly Christ has come uh, lived or exemplified for us the life we ought to live, died on our behalf and set us free. Mm. And, um, and, uh, that, that, that part, uh, where Jesus lived and exemplified life for us is, it, it is a lesson. It is a huge lesson for us to, to learn from. It's a life of sacrifice. He left heaven, as, uh, and, and was willing to sacrifice the joys and the glory, the prayers, all of that which was taking place in heaven, uh, as the King of the universe and was willing to humble himself, be born on earth, uh, uh, take on this human frail flesh, and uh, he was willing to do all that. So another person that the, the one who's listening, you, my friend, and myself, that we may have a second chance. He was willing to forego all those things. Um, in fact, we are told that uh, he didn't even have a second pair of a clothing. He didn't have the latest uh, fashion and brand. He didn't have all of that. Uh, in fact, uh, he didn't even have a place to call home. He was already on. He was always on the move, uh, seeking to bless others. He was. Always, uh, others, um, uh, how can I put this? He was always interested in blessing, uh, serving, and, uh, uh, lifting others. Uh, he was not, uh, constantly, uh, looking at himself and what he can get from God. And, you know, even though he was from heaven, he could have just dialed the number. <laughs> and, and, uh, maybe God was just gonna, you know, open the stores of heaven and, you know, pour out all those blessings. Right. Uh, Jesus exemplified for us, uh, the life, uh, in which, uh, we are supposed to live uh, as Christians. And so, uh, Pastor Hugh, that is for me what I believe, um, scripture teaches us. That is the true, uh, uh, prosperity there. It is the prosperity of the heart first and foremost. Uh, it is, uh, being, uh, um, con- uh, having the, uh, the, um, uh, being content, having the peace of mind, having the love of Jesus in heart, having uh, Jesus as uh, your Lord and Savior, and fixing your eyes on that eternal uh, prize, prize before us all, and that is our salvation. Mm. So, so that really then is, Fabiano, the core focus of the gospel mm. is that when God thinks about treasure, yes. he's thinking about you. That's right. He's thinking of how much of you are worth to mm. him, that he would give up all. Yes. Uh, in fact, of all the 
prosperity, you could say, of heaven, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, that we might have yes. uh, eternal life with him. And, of course, that's the riches that we are to look forward to. Jesus became poor that we yes. might become rich in the things of heaven, Amen. not Amen. necessarily in the yes. things of earth. That's right. Um, I want to just share a, a, a Bible verse that I think really speaks to the heart of what, what you're sharing there, and that is mm. uh, Jesus himself said in uh, Matthew uh-huh. uh, chapter 6, is this something you might be sharing later on? I'm not uh, sure if you no, are. No, no, no. But no, verse no, 19, uh-huh. he says, do not stir up for yourselves treasures on earth mm. where moth and vermin destroy, where yes. thieves break in and steal. Yes. But stir up for yourselves treasures in heaven yes. where moth and vermin or, or rust do not destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. Yes. For mm. where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Wow. Yeah. So it's really a matter not so much of uh, of what's in your pocket, but what's in your heart. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So, exactly. so uh, that, that's really where the real treasure is. You are treasured by God and he hopes mm. in turn that we will treasure him as well, Amen. Yeah, Amen. Now, now I'm I'm mindful of time. Yes, I, I want to just uh, share with our listeners uh, something which will be of benefit to them, uh, not only today but every day, yes. as they open up their Bibles and as they open up uh, something which I think will bless them in in exploring this matter further yes. within the Bible itself. Mm. This is a book that we want to give away to our listeners today. It's a free giveaway. It's called the Giving Equation. <clears throat> so right. we're practicing this straight from the outset because All we're right. going to give this away. <laughs> and so this is the giving. That's equation it. by Ken Long, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and and this is uh, uh, something you can receive free of charge straight to you uh, by simply texting this code word S A. That's capital S, capital A. Yes, South Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where we're broadcasting from. Uh, but right. uh, this is to bless all of Australia. S A one two nine S A one two nine to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. So again, uh, that code word S A one two nine to Zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one, and you'll have uh, our free giveaway today. We want to bless you today. We want to prosper you today with good news. Yes, uh, that is more than just uh, regarding uh, gold and silver, but uh, to what is imperishable, yes. and that is the the good things that nobody could ever take away from you, mm. uh, no matter what the economy's like. Yes, uh, and uh, of course, uh, that's the riches of heaven uh, that pervade every part of our life. So again, that book, the Giving Equation, text SA one two nine two zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. Now, uh, a little word from our sponsors here uh, who are sponsoring and making all of this possible. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And we're very grateful to Adventist World Radio for making all of this possible for us. And Amen. So coming back to Fabiano, Fabiano, um, uh, love to hear some, some more on what you have to share about yes. this whole matter of uh, how is it that God desires to prosper us yes. uh, and how are we to make sense of uh, this question of is God prospering, is, is his focus really just merely on prospering us financially or is it far deeper and far more significant and broader what uh, God has in mind for his children? Yes, uh, thank you. In fact, let us go back to that same passage which you have just quoted. Uh, in Matthew chapter 6, uh, notice that... Um, in verse 19, we are given a command that uh, we are not to stack up worth, you know. Uh, uh, we are not to focus on uh, uh, building an empire, you know. We are, our focus should not be here. Our focus should be in heaven. And that is, by extension, the new earth. And so um, our focus, it, it, you know, I 
look at this as a person who's on a journey. Mm. If you're on a journey, you do not start accumulating things and piling up things. Uh, well, if you start doing that, if you, if this was back in the days, before you know it, it will start getting dark and you lose your way. And so, <laughs> and I do believe there is darkness actually coming on the horizon. Mm. Uh, scripture does say, that um, we are living in a time of the judgment according to Revelation chapter 14 uh, and soon the alarm will sound like him who is just remain just and let him who is filthy remain filthy still because at that time the uh, door of mercy would have been closed and the, the, the salvation of souls would have been sealed and you know the decision would have been decided and so there is darkness ahead of us so if you were on a journey you would want to focus on the destination you need to be uh, yes if you have gotten anything you want to be uh, making sure that uh, you are taking it where you're going uh, and uh, that uh, you are going to bank it where you're heading to your final destination. But you'll not be just focusing on building that uh, wealth or where you're at, you know, in the middle of the road. So we are, according to scripture, we are on the journey and our homes are in heaven. Jesus did say that he has gone before us to prepare a place for us. That is where our home is. And so not only that, I love this chapter uh, in Matthew chapter 6. We are told that we are not even meant, uh, if you read, uh, keep on reading, we are not meant to even focus on what uh, tomorrow uh, uh, will be like. Uh, you know, trying to make sure that, you know, worried and anxious about, oh, how, 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 how am I going to uh, uh, provide for uh, my family? How am I going to, uh, and now I wish we had time to unpack that a bit. There is nothing wrong with planning. But it is the motive, it is the focus, it is the, uh, uh, it is the intent that you have, all of that combined in juxtaposition to your spirituality that uh, determines as to whether truly you, uh, uh, you are in the right, uh, uh, on the right path in your, even in your thinking as you're thinking ahead of time and planning. Mm. But, mm. but Jesus does say, and he does promise, and this is a, I believe a verse that we ought to always remember. Uh, it is verse 33. For me, this is the anchor. Seek first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. Never forget that part. His righteousness as well. And he says, and all these things. What things are those? All the things mentioned above. The treasures and everything. Right? All those things will be added unto you. I do believe that if you focus on the kingdom of God, you will not be so much concerned about accumulating wealth. And let me prove this from Scripture itself. And just before you do, I think yes. it's really important to point out to our listeners there uh-huh. that uh, when, when he says... An, uh, uh, and all these things will be given to you as well. Yes. <clears throat> what were the things that he was talking about? He was talking yes. about food and clothes. You yes. can't get more basic than that, can you? <laughs> exactly. So, so God is saying, look, I, I, I'm there for you. I will help Amen. you with the most basic needs that yes. you have mm. uh, to make the most of life. That's right. Um, and, and so clearly from God's perspective, uh, silver and gold, yeah, they're, they're elements. Yeah, they're elements. And, 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 yeah. uh, they're and created min- by God. They're, yeah, and they're minerals yes. Yes. And, and they're metals. Yes. Uh, but uh, are they what? brings out the best in life. Mm. It seems like that's not the case. But yes. yeah, yeah, please carry on. Yes. So here in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11, we have case studies. We have examples. We have pictures. We have uh, a lesson book right here of those who have gone before us that God, um, uh, that Yes, that God, uh, through Paul has confirmed to be faithful, wise, and, uh, you know, people with, uh, our, our imitation. 
Notice here uh, in uh, verse 17, Hebrews, uh, well, in fact, you know, the whole chapter, we do not have the time, but the whole chapter is worth studying. Uh, and so notice, for example, uh, verse 17, by faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. Notice um uh, uh, and that he continues by saying, and he that, uh, had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, uh, uh, of whom it was said that, uh, that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Abraham was willing to give up something. Mm. We come to the next verse, uh, 20. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and is so concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed both, uh, sons of Joseph and worshiped, uh, and, um, uh, worshiped leaning upon the top of. So we, I wish we had time, but if you go from verse three, verse four, verse five, seven, eight, nine, uh, you skip to verse, uh, 17, 20, 21, 22, 23. Oh, I had skipped verse 11 there and verse 24, 27, 28, 29. And, uh, yes, you will realize that, uh, uh, that, that God emphasizes the fact that these faithful men and women of God, uh, all by faith gave up something. All by faith ventured out to do something for God. But what I want to highlight is this. Uh, it is uh, found here in verse uh, 33. Uh, who through faith subdued uh, kingdoms, uh, wrought righteousness. Hold on, there's a verse here I'm just losing sight of. Um, should have written it down. Uh, okay, here it is, verse 39. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. What promise was that? And you see, if we were to study this in this context, you realize that they were promised a better land, and they were promised um, uh, good things, uh, and they were called by God to be faithful. They kept on waiting. They sacrificed a lot. They gave up a lot, and God promised. And even for us today, God has promised great things, uh, including, you know, uh, uh, uh uh, if I could maybe contextualize this and paraphrase this, including uh, uh, beautiful homes, palaces, if you, if you want to call it that way. But scripture tells us that all these are having, um, all, and, and these all having obtained a good report through faith received not the promise. God having provided some better thing, uh, better thing for us, for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. These waited. Scripture tells us that they all waited. Some died and some suffered. Uh, if you go back even, uh, verse 37, verse uh, 38, some even died having not yet obtained that, um, that reward. What I want to emphasize is that actually, if we look at the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation, you find that the people of God suffered persecution. They suffered, uh, famine. Uh, sometimes they went without clothing. Um, and, uh, all of these were the people of God. Um, and, uh, I think of stories, uh, of, uh, Jeremiah, uh, and Ezekiel, uh, the to- uh, the torture that they went through, that they endured, though mm-hmm. they were, uh, giants of faith. And so what I want to highlight here to, uh, my dear listener is that, Truly, the Bible does highlight this point that uh, just because we have uh, decided to give our lives to God, it does not mean that all of a sudden our, our, our path is going to be 
nicely caved out, carved out and you know uh, with flowers roses laid out and in our life we will face no troubles and that uh, that uh, you know everything will just fall in place and that God will just provide everything but rather what we see is that uh, uh, We'll, we'll still be on the journey. Uh, however, Jesus has promised peace, the peace of heart, uh, and he has also promised eternal life to those who remain faithful. Um, and scripture does say, uh, in this chapter, the great chapter to study that, uh, yeah, those who have gone before us, uh, many of, many have died, uh, without receiving that which God has promised, but they have died in faith and they're waiting for that resurrection morning when God will finally put an end to everything that is here on earth and, 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 and will be, uh, finally, uh, be able to receive that internal inheritance. So really the focus is not here. The focus is on the time to come. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for that, Fabiano. Fascinating study into the Word of God, particularly given what you've shared with us there about the fact that many uh, in the Scriptures never did receive great financial prosperity and wealth. Mm. Some certainly did. Yes. Some were very wealthy within Job. the Scriptures. Yes, yeah, Job, Job was, a was one, and then he, then he wasn't. Oh, yes. And then he right. was. <laughs> okay. uh, and then, of course, you know, Abraham was, and, yes. and, and certainly several of his line became such as Jacob and Isaac yes. before him. Uh, many have uh, enjoyed yeah. great wealth. Some have have uh, gone from riches to rags to riches again. Another one was Joseph. Yes. So, so we do have many examples of this within the scriptures. Yeah. Uh, and I think a really good way of uh, just acknowledging the fact that uh, Jesus himself said uh, when it came to coinage, when it came to money and yes. prosperity, he said that, uh, uh, and he lifted up a coin and he said, give to Caesar what is Caesar's and give to God what is God's. Mm. In other words, all wealth actually, or, you know, all, everything of, of earth, all yes. creation has yes. been a gift from God. That is right. But, uh, what we do with it yes. is what really counts. And some things we need to give towards uh, social causes and yes. and yes, to give taxes to government so that uh, certain things can take place within the nation and make provision for, for others as well as for oh, ourselves. Yes. Mm. But also to partner with God in being a blessing to others, not only materially. Yes. And that's a, that's a big part of it, sure. But also spiritually, relationally, uh, lovingly That's right. uh, to others within our community. And, uh, you know, I, I love what the Apostle Paul says. He says it so well. He says uh, that, uh, uh, look, uh, I have learnt in all things, whether I, yes. I, I, I abound or whether I'm abased. Mm. You know, in other words, whether I'm prospering or whether I'm not financially prospering. Yes. Uh, to be content. And he says, you know, God, uh, uh, godliness yes. with, con- with uh, contentment yes. is great gain. Amen. Amen. And, uh, and so that's our greatest gain of all, isn't it? That's right. Yes. And, and so friends, um, once again, God may choose to bless you, mm. but let us not forget that if God chooses to bless you, it is because he wants to do something great in and through you to bless others as well. Mm. Um, and if God chooses to bless you, uh, I would add uh, to say, be careful, because as human beings, we are tempted always, and we tend to gravitate toward things. Um, but should God choose not to bless you with material wealth, be grateful still and be thankful, because greater wealth is the is the salvation that you have in your heart. It is uh, receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Well, uh, he, Jesus did say, what shall the prophet a man? If he shall uh, gain the whole world and loses his soul. Mm. 
Mm, well said. Great, great place to, to close our program together today. And just a reminder to our listeners uh, that if you'd like to have our free giveaway, so we <laughs> want to give something away, we want to be generous to, to those around us that we freely receive, we want to freely give, mm. uh, we want to give you The Giving Equation by Ken Long. Great book. Uh, text uh, the code word SA129 to 04888-80811. That's SA129 texted through to 04888-80811. And that free giveaway, The Giving Equation, can be all yours. Uh, well, thank you again, Fabiano. It's wonderful to have had you on uh, our program today, and uh, we look forward to joining our listeners next time. Amen. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Master and-